Well, 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 welcome back to another edition of Mishi's Musings and the Madness of Mishi. I appreciate you guys coming here, checking me out, subscribing, listening, and sharing this podcast. I love it, and it is growing, and I'm getting more listenership, and I definitely appreciate everything that you guys have done and your desire to come back and hear what I have to say. Today, I'm going to discuss a few topics. Number one being Breonna Taylor. No, I'm not done talking about Breonna Taylor. Do you want to know why I'm not done talking about Breonna Taylor? Well, of course you do. The reason I'm not done talking about Breonna Taylor is because justice, as we know, for Breonna Taylor was not served. There have been many, many misconceptions, excuse me, about her and her involvement with her ex, not her current, and her involvement with drug dealings, which there was none. Also, there have been misconceptions about her employment. I'll begin with my talking points about that because a lot of things need to be cleared up about this girl because there's a lot of victim blaming that is going on in this instance. And what kills me is sometimes it be your own people. I expect that out of racists. I definitely expect that out of racists. I do not expect that out of intelligent, forward-thinking African-American people. And I have seen this come from intelligent, forward-thinking African-American people, and I'm just appalled at it all. Let me begin with what the first thing that we need to address is that it's been a big misconception about Breonna Taylor and what her involvement is with her ex. She was not with a drug dealer. The drug dealer was her ex, not her current. And the warrant was to look for drugs sold by him that she never sold, nor were found in her residence. The warrant was not for Breonna Taylor. The warrant was for her ex-boyfriend. Again, I'll say this again, because it seems like people don't get it. Not her current. She never sold drugs, and drugs were never found in Breonna Taylor's home. Her current boyfriend was not the one who shot the officer. He was actually shot by another officer, per ballistics reports. So this Breonna Taylor's boyfriend shot police officers when they kicked in the door with this no-knock warrant and did not announce themselves, by the way. That's another factor that came out. Out of 11 people, only one, which is the one who was paid, said that they heard the cops announcing themselves. So in other words, they didn't announce themselves. That's not true. That never happened. So here you have these cops that are lying and saying that they issued this warrant and uh, they announced themselves when they in fact did not do that. That's not the truth. They also said her boyfriend shot one of the officers. He was shot by what they would call friendly fire. So it was not the boyfriend's gun that did it. And this is ballistics reports. That's another myth debunked. She was never fired from her EMT job. She resigned and was working as an emergency room technician. She was still living a legal life with a legal income. I worked at a 911 
EMS center. Those EMTs had it hard in the yard, okay? I live in the Atlanta metro. High crime. They worked in high crime areas. They worked in areas where people... Listen, I have been on the phone with someone who was telling me that the person that they were looking at was dying of a gunshot wound. I could hear the person talking. I could hear the person talking. This person still died. We listened to 911 calls in the center where this lady drowned and it took over an hour for them to find her. So by the time the ENTs got there, this lady was drowned. Now, can you imagine how stressful that is? That's super stressful. If that's a super stressful phone call to hear, imagine having to be there. So I can't say I blame her for resigning, but doing something else in the medical field because there are things in the medical field that are less stressful than being an EMT. Being an EMT is stressful. And if you don't have the heart for it, you're going to be, you're gonna, you're, it's gonna be something that you're not gonna be able to handle. I don't know if she had to hurt for it. Maybe she did, she just didn't like it. I don't know the circumstances of that. I can't say, I can't call it, as they say. Cause I don't, I don't know Brianna Taylor personally. I just know things about her, but I don't know her mental level when she was dealing with this 911 center or dealing with the 911 EMT job. I don't know. So I can't say, and I can't put my finger on, I can't call if that was the, the reasoning for it. But I do know that she didn't get fired for selling drugs, as they are saying. That's just not true. She was still living a legal life as an emergency room technician. I, for a fact, know that if you have a police record for anything, you cannot be rehired in an emergency medical field. They will not do that. Oh, by the way, I can be rehired. I don't have a, a record, just so you guys know. That's not why I left that field. So, yeah. Also, she was condemned and given a guilty verdict, and she didn't deserve it. Breonna Taylor should not be dead, and I'm going to scream that into the mountaintops, and I'm going to be saying that forever because she should not be dead. This situation was grossly mishandled by that police department, by the... Attorney General, it, it was just grossly mishandled and this, this young woman should not be dead, period. I don't care if her ex-boyfriend sold drugs. That has nothing to do with her current life, her current situation. They were not, it was not drug related. So why is she dead? She's dead because it was grossly mishandled, as I said. Nobody can convince me that this young lady was over here selling drugs because she was not, you guys. She just wasn't. And what's annoying me is that black men especially are basically saying that this girl bought it on herself when she, in fact, did not. She did not bring this on herself. This is something that should not have happened to Breonna Taylor. Period. Point blank. My next topic of discussion... <laughs> And I know you guys probably saw this, heard it, saw the memes, heard the jokes, saw the political people being upset about it, the regular American people being upset about it, the entire world laughing at us. That presidential debate. 
Oh my God. That was a shit show, y'all. That was a pure shit show. There is nothing. Well, there are other things I'm going to say about it. But that is the best way to describe it is that it was a shit show. This was ridiculously sad. It was like watching a middle school debate between two immature 13-year-olds. It was that bad. Donald Trump was the one doing most all of the interrupting. At one point, Joe Biden told him to shut up. Oh, my God. Like, are you serious? And this is why nobody has my vote at this current moment. I don't know who I'm voting for. And I know we can do write-in votes. And at this point, that is definitely what I'm leaning towards because this is nuts. This is really nuts, you guys. They were bickering back and forth like middle schoolers. Donald Trump was cutting him off. The commentator was being cut off after he told Donald Trump to stop. He asked him to stop numerous times. He said, your camp agreed that you would not be doing this yet and still you are still doing this. It was bad. And one of the kickers of this was white supremacy that we have seen going on in this country very vastly, especially now under Donald Trump's presidency needed to be acknowledged and it wasn't. He had, he's, he's basically skated around the topic. He asked the commentator, what do you want me to call them? The commentator was like, what do you mean what I want you to call them? Because I guess he wanted me to name it. No, he did want him to name an organization. And, a, and the commentator was like, white supremacists. What are you talking about? Like, all of them. You know who white supremacists are. I don't have to say KKK, the, the Aryan Nation. We don't have to say that because we know who they are. And any of these other small groups that have come up or large groups that have come up under since the, the clan was introduced in the Aryan Brotherhood, the, which are the more popular ones, all of them, it's, it's two of them in there, it's, that's enough. So we, we're talking about all of them. The list is long. Are we going to go down the entire list or are you just going to act, or, or nah, basically? Are you going to just act like you're confused? White supremacy, period, is basically what the man was saying, is what the man was saying. You're asking me who? What do you mean who? He was like, you want me to name them? No, bitch. Excuse my language. You don't have to name them because we know who the fuck they are. White supremacy, period. We're just asking you to denounce it. He wouldn't do it. But you, 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 you voting for Trump and you say you're not racist. I don't want to hear that shit because you're definitely racist. Anybody who you support who will not denounce white supremacy is racist and so are you. I don't care how you feel about that. And I doubt anybody who supports Donald Trump would even glance at this podcast or take a listen to it. But you're racist if you are listening and you support Donald Trump. You're racist. Because he supports racist organizations and their ideals. 
and it's ridiculous. You could try to throw it out there and say, oh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter is racist. No, it isn't. You guys know good and doggone well what Black Lives Matter is about. You know it's not about only Black Lives Mattering. But actually, it, it really is because white lives and other nationalities of lives matter to people anyway as a whole. Black lives are the only ones that don't. So that's why that was created. Not because we don't think white lives matter, because we, we, don't, we never said that. It's not that we don't think all lives matter. But until black lives start mattering, none of y'all lives matter to me. And that's going to be real. Because I'm black first before anything. So why should your life matter before mine and my people? Are you kidding? That's stupid. That's survival. It's making sure you don't get killed off and, and mutilated, tortured, murdered, and all that stuff unjustly just because you're black. And you are black. That's stupid to not support that person. I mean, are you... Are you are you what walk have you been living under? Your lives have always mattered. Ours have not yet. They haven't yet to anyone but us. And that's real. So, like I said, and I'll say it again, you're racist if you don't denounce white supremacy, period. Neither of them, by the way, have real solutions for the bigger issue at hand, which is COVID-19. Nobody had any real solutions for the COVID-19 pandemic. N neither of them. It's like they were saying, of course, Biden was saying what he would do, but it didn't sound like a solid solution to me. And we already see what Donald Trump is doing is not a solution to the issue either. So basically, neither one of you guys knew what the fuck to do or know what the fuck to do regarding this COVID-19 pandemic. You don't. You, your experts, nobody. Wash your hands and wear your mask. Use, use hand sanitizer. Use Clorox bleach wipes, all that. Well, most of us been using Clorox bleach and Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer anyway. We just didn't have the mask and the gloves. But we do now. And God forbid any of us within the sound of my voice get it. Even if you're a racist and don't give a fuck about me and don't like me, I still don't want you to die from COVID-19. I don't think anybody should die from it. You don't deserve COVID-19 because you're a racist prick. Karma will get you back any way that it sees fit. So I don't worry about, I don't wish things like that on people because karma comes for all of us. And it's not different for you or me. Karma doesn't care about a color, rich, poor, it's gonna get you back because you deserve it. So I don't wish COVID-19 on anyone. And we should all be worried that neither one of them had any viable solutions regarding this situation. We should all be worried, no matter what color we are. We should all be fucking worried. And that's real. That's real. It, it, it was, that debate was crazy. It, it, I don't even, I can't even call that a debate. It was such a debacle. It was such, oh my God, you guys, it was bad. If you didn't see it, I, I implore you to Google it. Go watch it. It was bad. It was bad, you guys. That, that was bad. I have never. I, I Oh, that was bad. That was real. I just, I can't even say anything else where I, I don't know how many times I can say it was bad because it was just horrible. I think everybody was shaking their head after that on both sides. 
the commentators were just flabbergasted. They were just flabbergasted. I'm trying to think of that phrase that that comedian uses. He's so hilarious. Ha ha, David. I think it says flabbergasted, if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken. It's beyond me. That's what he says. And all of this at this point is beyond every single solitary one of us. It is. It's beyond us all. It's crazy. It's pure craziness. Another thing that was on my mind was when people do things to get under your skin about a situation they know you're bothered by, they're bothered by you too because they're constantly doing things to get your attention and to, to get under your skin. And to be spiteful, vindictive, to hurt you. Sometimes we have to take that pain, roll with that pain, and keep it moving. And that's currently what I'm doing. Because somebody has done something that that would hurt that that I feel was intentional to hurt me. And I took it on the nose and I kept moving. Usually I would be all down about it and depressed and crying. But you know what, guys? I'm getting much stronger than what I used to be. And it's like, I'm at the point now where I am used to people doing things and I'm realizing that people will do things on purpose when they're upset about something to you, even if they're in the wrong. It's like, what do you have a nerve to be upset about? Baby, I'm the one that got screwed over. What you mad about? But I think when you react a certain way, like maybe nonchalant or like it doesn't bother you or don't let it show publicly that it bothers you where they can see and they know what's going on with you. I feel like when that happens, that people who are bothered by the situation as well, even though they did wrong and they know they're wrong, will do different things to strike out at you, to even hurt you further because of their guilt because of how they feel, you know, about the situation because they don't want to admit that they fucked up. They don't want to admit that, you know, they were wrong. They don't want to say, they don't want to apologize. So it's like, you all of a sudden become an even bigger victim or they try to victimize you further, but you have to be the one that puts a stop to that. Cry in your silence. Be upset in silence. Keep all that stuff out of their eyesight because they're going to continue to keep doing that to you on purpose. It's part of the narcissism. It's part of breadcrumbing. It's part of being a fuck boy or a fuck girl because this applies to men and women. So you can't let that person win, basically. As a matter of fact, when you're hurt about the situation or whatever, they actually have won, but they actually lost at the same time. Because that usually happens to somebody that's good with a good heart and they don't realize that person's value. And because they don't realize that person's value, by the time they do and they want to rebuild that or repair that, it's too damn late. Who wants to... Let me tell you, 
No man or woman walking this earth that has a good heart and is a good person wants to continuously be being hurt over and over and over again. Who the fuck wants to do that? That's some sadistic ass shit, y'all, and I ain't with it. I got tired of making podcasts, videos about being hurt, y'all, for real. I got tired of myself doing that. You feel me? Now, when you get tired of yourself doing that, you know it's time out for some shit to be cut out. So this last time that somebody did something, it's actually two different people that did something to me. Guess what? One of them I addressed it with and told him, it's on you now because you're the one that fucked up. I said basically that to sum it up. The other one, I just didn't even acknowledge. I didn't even acknowledge it. Of course, I was upset about it. I was definitely hurt about it. But acknowledging, fuck no. I'm not giving you the power. I would not. And the other person, they weren't as bad as person B. Person A wasn't as bad as person B. So, I at least addressed it with them. Person A is in a better position than person B. Me and person A just had a mental connection. It was nothing physical. We weren't as deep as me and person B were, of course. Me and person B had a years-long, on-and-off situationship. That's the best way to say it, which I'll never do again. And it was a lot more involved than person A. So, person A definitely stands a better chance of us, you know, patching things up and making things up than person B would by a long shot. And there are definitely levels to relationships, friendships. There are definitely levels to that. Every, it's not it's not all the same when people say I treat everybody the same I'm like you're lying I know you do not I've seen it with my own eyes you do not nobody treats everybody the exact same they don't people don't even treat their children the exact same they do not because you deal with different people with different personalities in different ways we have to be honest about that and honest about how we treat people and how we handle people and sometimes we don't handle them all the same and sometimes we don't handle them fairly and we definitely handle them based on their personality and ours and how our personalities connect people want to be like they're so fair and they treat everybody the same you do not nobody does i don't even it depends on who you are and not meaning your importance level, but who you are to me and how we connect, gel, vibe, all of that. It doesn't, oh, you're more important than her and, you, and you're more important than him. No, not like that way. In the way that we connect is how we, uh, how I treat you. Not how I value you, but how I treat you and how I, how things are between us. Of course, I'm going to value you more than somebody on the street. Yeah, duh. I don't mean that. But I mean other people who have a person close and personal relationship with. That's what I'm referring to. I don't even treat all my friends the same and they don't treat me all the same. We're different people. You can't treat everybody one way because we're all fucking different. I don't know how many times I can say that. I've said that like 50 different ways just now. And I don't want to be repetitive because I was told that's one piece of advice I'm trying to take that I was repetitive and I don't want to be that way. I want to improve my format and how I deliver things to you guys. 
So we have to take into an account that we're dealing with people individually. We also have to take into account that the people know what they are doing when they do the things that they're doing to you. They fucking know, period. They know. Don't let them fool you. They know. Let me see what else I wanted to discuss. Oh, I have been getting advice and help from somebody else who has a similar platform. They told me that I should, and this is a good a good idea. So I'm going to get my backdrop and everything set up that I should record my YouTube and my podcast at the same time. I was like, you know what? I didn't think about that. I had seen people do it and I have a backdrop. I don't have the microphone yet. I'm getting that. I have the backdrop. I have other things set up for me to be able to do my podcast. So there's no reason why I can't. So like, yeah, I want to improve my podcast. Now, like I said, I'm not so concerned with being monetized. That would be great, of course. I'm not so concerned with being monetized, but I do want to bring you guys a quality show with good sound quality, good content. Because I don't want to feel like anybody comes here to this podcast and their time is wasted. I want to talk about things that are interesting to you, interesting to me. Things that we share in common, things that we've experienced in common, things that are going on in the world. I want to talk about it all. Relationships, everything. But I don't want my podcast to be about just one thing. Of course, I'm going to discuss current events because they're important, especially with the climate that we're in right now. They're important. But I don't want to constantly speak about the same thing over and over. I'm always going to do the current events. Now, I like that. That's my thing. I'm going to do that too. But I want to bring different tables, topics to the table. One of the ones that I did want to address too, because, you know, I, I... try to keep my podcast short sweet and to the point I'm really disappointed in black men as a whole right now and it probably has a lot to do with my father being my hero basically and him passing in January which of course I'm still not over I'm still grieving and just how I was brought up what I was brought up seeing what I experienced from my father growing up and what I'm experiencing as an adult in dating and relationships No, I am not of my parents' era. Of course not. And I don't expect things to be the exact same. But certain things are general principles and basic principles that should still be the same. And that I still believe in and I don't think I'm wrong in believing that. Protect black women should not be just a hashtag. Protect black women should not be something that you say because you want to make sure that you keep getting in the ladies' panties. Protect black women should not be something that you say because you want to appear cool, hip, up-to-date with things and like you're uh, forward-thinking and you're really not. Protecting black women should not be subjective. Well, let me take that back. Well, no, I'm not going to take that back. It shouldn't be subjective. No. If she has a boyfriend that beats her up and she keeps going back to him, that doesn't mean you should intervene. You damn sure should intervene. 
She might not decide to leave him, but you shouldn't sit there and let her get beat up right there in front of you with your face right there with next to hers getting beat up and minding your business. No, don't mind your business. Step in. Because a lot of people that are in abusive relationships, I'm just using this as an example, are pro they become programmed, okay? So they start thinking that they don't deserve better, that they deserve what happened to them, that they have the fear of leaving that they'll be killed. Like there are so many different factors to like something like domestic abuse. Like I said, I'm using that as a uh, an example because it's such a prominent thing that I have seen black men discuss about not protecting black women that it just it 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 bothers me that you would feel comfortable with someone getting beat up or hurt in front of you and you don't do anything i just that's so hurtful and bothersome to me and i'm not even a person that's in that situation but i'm still hurt by it because if i saw that situation i'm stepping in you guys i just am but that's just one of the many things i feel that you guys need to step it up on in protecting black women. Victim blaming black women especially, it's just nuts to me like how people victim blamed Breonna Taylor when this girl was living her life legally. She was not dealing with a drug dealer. She was not selling drugs. She had not been fired for selling drugs. She was not living that life. Her boyfriend was not just randomly shooting at police officers. He did not shoot a cop. All this and people are still blaming Breonna Taylor for her own death. This is, I'm just, it just, it hurts you guys. It hurts. And it's mind boggling. Those are just two of the examples, Breonna Taylor and domestic abuse, that that are going on when it comes to black women, especially where we don't feel protected. We should never feel that way. You already know that it's society against us. We are the bottom of the totem pole. The black woman said the bottom of the totem pole of people. And it be your own people, like I love to say, that don't look out for you. That Man, that hurts, y'all. It does. That's the only thing I can say about it. It hurts. You don't know how the pit of my stomach churns when I see these conversations on Twitter, Facebook, whatever platform that we happen to be on social media, and I see black men who don't feel it's necessary to protect us. You guys don't know how that feels. If you're not a black woman, you won't know how that feels. I could literally feel my stomach doing flips. I could feel heat rising in my body when I see us not being defended or being told that we don't deserve protection and knowing that the world already treats us the way they do anyway and it's our men who are saying this and and co-signing this and just just it's it it hurts and to me it's especially fresh because i lost the only protector i ever really had in my life which is my dad Even though, yes, he had Alzheimer's and he couldn't do anything, it's just, you know, I've learned how to protect myself. It's just that I just think about it and think about over the years and the course of my 46 years on this planet that he's the only 
man I feel really protected me. And the one ex-boyfriend that I had that, you hear that, my, my washer is telling me, come and get these clothes out of me, damn it. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, that he's the, the one per boyfriend that I had, going back to him, who, who would protect me against everybody, also hurt me. We would get in physical fist fights. So t- believe me, that was a confusing time in my life. It's like, how can somebody who is so protective of me turn around and be abusive to me? It was just mind-blowing. Of course, I didn't stay in that situation that long because my daddy had his right mind in, and I definitely called him and told him, and I just got out of that situation because my dad said a few choice words to him, and, and yeah, he left that same night. Mm-hmm. He did. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I had a little... <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize about that. Um, so it just, it just, it's just so fresh to me in this same year that all of this stuff is happening to black women and it's been happening, but like, it's just so fresh to me that I don't have anybody to protect me right now. Anybody. I definitely have to protect myself and I am doing that, but it's like, it's just like all these black men around me in my world in my midst they don't protect my heart they don't protect my best interest it's like it's constant and it's crazy and it's so disheartening y'all it's disheartening as a woman it's so disheartening and I don't feel like if you're not a black woman you can fully grasp what I'm saying because you can't you may empathize because you can't sympathize. You, other black women can sympathize with me. Empathize with me. But I also feel empathy only goes so far as well. And that's... The empathy goes so far. Protect black women. That's, that's what I'm saying at the end of the day with that. From our emotions to our mental to our physical. Protect us in every way. protect us. That's all I ask. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you have commentary to add. I hope you share it most definitely. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I enjoy doing it. Like I said before, it's therapy for me. It's therapy for me and it might be therapy for somebody else. So that's why I asked that you guys share this with other people spread the word get it out there you might not benefit it but somebody benefit from it but maybe somebody else will but I love you all and I'm praying for the best for all of us I'm putting good vibes good feelings up into this universe because we need it we deserve it it's a full moon uh it was a full it's a full moon tonight when I'm recording this but as you know we can do full moon rituals for two or three days after the full moon so look up full moon rituals get some balance in your life let nature take its course with that you don't have to be a Christian you don't have to be a witch you don't, you know, you don't even have to be spiritual. The moon is natural. The moon is for all of us. So give it a chance. Give it a try. Look up full moon rituals and go from there. 
you might actually benefit from it. But like I said, click on the subscribe, click on the share. Get me out there, y'all. But I love y'all and I'm out.